Welcome to episode 350 of the AMPM podcast. This week's topic is expanding to Latin America. And no, I don't mean setting up in each of the marketplaces yourself and handling all that. I mean making it super easy. Just ship as things are ordered to Miami, and it's all taken care of from there. Whether that's going to Colombia, to Brazil, to Argentina, to Mexico, and a host of other countries. My guest today from Knock Knock, Cecilia and Belene, will tell you all about how it can work. And you can possibly add up to 30% to your top line sales just by expanding to Latin America. And don't forget this summer, I'm debuting the Billion Dollar Sellers newsletter. It's 100% free for listeners of this podcast. So be sure to go to BillionDollarSellers.com and put in your email address and name to get on the beta list so you can be one of the first to get this brand new newsletter. It's going to be chock full of advice and tips and strategies and hacks for e-com and Amazon sellers. BillionDollarSellers.com. Welcome to the AMPM Podcast. Welcome to the AMPM Podcast. We explore opportunities in e-commerce. We dream big and we discover what's working right now. Plus, plus, this is the podcast where money never sleeps. Working around the clock in the AM and the PM. Are you ready for today's episode? I said, I said are, are you, you ready? Ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. Here's your host, Here's your host Kevin King. Kevin King. Welcome to the AMPM podcast, Cecilia and Berlin, right? Yes, right. How are you girls doing? Fine, thank you. Hello. Thank you very much for inviting us. It's a pleasure for us being here talking with you, Kevin. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, happy to have you here. Now, you're, we're, you're talking from uh, Uruguay in uh, South no, America, yes. right? Yes, yes, that's true. We are both in Uruguay right now. And yes, we are super excited to be here. So thank you very much for having us. Now, a lot of people, when you, when you say Uruguay, they're like, where the heck is that? Uh, they have no <laughs> idea where that is. I've actually been there. We were talking about that before. It's, uh, it's, it's a small country in between Brazil, uh, basically in between Brazil and Argentina, right? Yes, that's true. So it's on the, yes. on the east side uh, of uh, the east central, basically, side of, uh, of South America. And when I was in Uruguay, it's probably been, uh, how long has it been? I was in Uruguay, I think, in uh, 2009. Uh, was the last time I was there, and I, I remember touring all over and uh, going to this really f- famous artist's house. It's like a huge mansion on the side of a cliff, and everything was like all his art displayed in there. And I, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but it was really cool. The the culture there, the the meat was, yeah. was really really good. Yeah. The, it's a, like a cowboy uh, culture uh, in, in some ways. A lot of a lot of uh, uh, of raising of uh, beef, right? Yes. Now, you guys are with a company called uh, Knock Knock, N-O-C-N-O-C, and what you guys specialize in is Latin America, uh, helping e-commerce sellers uh, sell more or enter Latin America. You know, there's a lot of people that talk about, as as especially in our world of Amazon sellers, you should go to Europe and uh, establish on Amazon Europe, or right now, you know, a big one that someone's pushing is Japan. You should go to Japan. It's like the fourth biggest market. What a lot of people forget about is the Latin American market just right here in our same hemisphere. That's 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 really actually a lot of people. And it, it's really, really strong. Talk about that yes. a little bit about the Latin American market in general. Why why yeah. it's actually a good market to consider. Yeah, and it's growing a lot. The market uh, of e-commerce here in Latin, for example, Brazil, Mexico, Colombia are excellent countries and for sellers, it's really difficult to, to expand uh, 
in Latin America. And yes, what Knock Knock does is like we connect sellers from all the world, especially right now from US and from China also. And with our single platform, our seller center, sellers only have to publish their uh, their products, and in 24 hours, we'll publish their products in all marketplaces in Latam. Uh, we have like special agreements with all marketplaces, and we'll take care about everything: the last mile shipping, cancellations, refunds, translations. We'll pay in dollars. So for a seller in US, for example, is the same like selling. Uh, in US, they only have to ship the products to our warehouse in Miami and then forget about everything. We'll publish the products in, for example, in Amazon, in Mercado Libre, Brazil, Colombia, Mexico, and we'll notify them once they have a sale and we'll ship it to Brazil, to Mexico. And it's like really easy, the business model of Knock Knock. And yes, here in, in Latam, it's a, a very big market that for a seller is really difficult if they want to, to expand by themselves. So this solution is like uh, uh, all-in-one solution, let's say. Uh, and yes, it's, a, it's a, 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 the countries that they are growing a lot since pandemic, e-commerce marketplaces start growing a lot here. So it's a really interesting um, place to, to expand and start selling if you already didn't do it. Yes, Latin America is one of the fastest growing uh, yeah. e-commerce markets in the world. Um, a lot of people, as Belen said, are starting to buy online and to gain the, the, the trust and the confidence to, to buy products online. So marketplaces have get a, a boom of sales. There, there is a boom of online sales lately because people uh, are uh, aware of that there are different options, different sales channels, and that they it's so easy for them to buy online stuff. So uh, the, the number of people using internet platforms has grown exponentially over the last two years. And in Brazil especially, uh, people uh, tend to, to buy things through marketplaces. It's like the, the, the main channel for, for online shopping. And physical shopping is, is like also, people are, are also uh, transitioning from physical channels to online channels. And I think that What, what has Latin America that other regions don't have it is the variety of marketplaces of different yes. channels that people can choose. And if you are only in Amazon, let's say in Amazon Brazil, you will only get a 10% of potential sales because there are a different, uh, there are a lot of different options and people uh, buy in different channels. So it's great to visualize Latin America as a multi-marketplace region and that sellers uh, need to be present in more than just Amazon, more than just eBay in different platforms. Amazon's in Mexico. They have a presence in Brazil and yeah. uh, they're about to open up in uh, Colombia, I, I believe. Yes, uh, of course, yes. we have a presence in that countries, but it's not like in US, for example, right, that if right. you have your products in, in Amazon, you know you're going to have very good sales. For example, in Brazil, maybe you have like more than 20 marketplaces. And it's important to be in most of these marketplaces to get sure you're going to have a good performance. For example, uh, any marketplace has more than a 12% of the share maybe. So it's like in these countries you have multi-marketplaces. No one is like the king, let's say. So yes, it's like- Well, Mercado Libre is kind of the, the big one, right? Yeah. All Latin yes, America, they, they're dominant in most countries, right? The share, you know, it's like, 
is important to be in most of marketplaces. But of course, Mercado Libre is really well known, but it's one more of all the of all the markets you have here. And one of the big problems with Latin American e-commerce is Latin America, predominantly, with a few exceptions, uh, is a cash-based society in most countries, and so. That's been a hurdle where a lot of stuff is COD or cash on delivery. And I know like even in Brazil, there's a new system where the Brazil government came out with something like some sort of digital payment system yeah. that's like making yes. it like super easy to, to move money around. And that's made a huge difference. But that's just Brazil. A lot of the other countries don't have that. So I know like, uh, you know, my my ex-wife is from Colombia and I know there it's a cash society. Uh, you know, when you go yeah. into to pay by credit card. They ask you, how many months do you want to pay the bill? You know, you go into the grocery store. It's, it's Quintus Quintus. Uh, it's like, how, how uh, you know, you, you pay a, for a $20 toaster and they say, how, do you want this over 10 months payments? You know, and they, they hit hit a number on the credit card and you pay two bucks a month plus interest or whatever. Um, you don't do that in the U.S. So it's totally different way. So what kind of hurdles are there and how are those being overcome? Yes, that's true. I, I mean, like you said, people are uh, used to paying on installments. They don't uh, pay with international credit cards or debit cards. They use, they want to use local cards that most sellers first don't have the, the payment methods available to process that those payments with local cards and also digital wallets. For example, Mercado Libre has its own digital wallet called Mercado Bao, but other um, other marketplaces also have the, the possibility for you to pay, uh, I don't know, go to, to a place, deposit the money and pay the seller uh, using money. So, as you said. So, so if I want to order on Mercado Libre and I don't mm -hmm. have most, like a lot of people in Latin America don't have credit cards. I mean, the the, yes. the upper middle class and the, the, the richer people do, um, but the, the vast majority don't. So they're having to go to the local uh, Exito or, or local... Uh, uh, supermarket and, and pay, give $10 and say, put this on my Mercado Libre yes. uh, digital wallet, uh, or not $10, but 10 pesos or whatever it is. Uh, and then they have like that account that they draw from whenever they order something. So it puts yes. up, a, if yes. it, impulse buys are, are less because of that probably. Yeah. Yes. Here are multiple financial institutions where you can, as you said, put money on, <laughs> deposit money and they will uh, put it online for you so you can pay things because people are not used to to having credit cards or international credit cards also. Yeah. So how does that affect um, the average order? Does that mean that things that sell in Latin America are typically not as online, not as expensive as things that sell like in the U.S.? Uh, do you have to think about that in those terms if you're a, a seller? Like, a, or what? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, the uh, payments is one of the barriers for a seller if they want to expand their products by the by the moon to Latam, because they have to take the money from here. And of course, you have to have some taxes, duties, marketplaces, commissions to mark up your costs. So products here are mo most much expensive than if you buy them in US. But what happens is that people here. Uh, are, are used to pay much more money for a product that they won't find here in Latin America. Uh, there in US, maybe you have a lot of products or brands or I don't know, you, you find them easily. But here, we are recently uh, starting to have more more options. So for us, it's normal to pay more for a product that you are going to pay them less in US. Yes. 
So yes, that is 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 normal here. We know that prices here are much more expensive than than in US. And if it's a product I won't find here, I will pay for it. Yeah, like even like things like the Apple Store. There, I don't even know if there's any Apple Stores in South America. There's iStores and i. They call them different different names, and it's like Apple products. But everything in there is like. I've been in those, and like in Panama and uh, in Colombia and a few other places, and they're they're super expensive compared to here. Yeah, um, true. So that's why a lot of people that that have passports or visas that come to the U.S. You always see them stocking up. You go to Miami, and there's you know yeah. on, a, on an Avianca or Copa Airlines flight or a TAM flight or something. There's tons of uh, boxes of people bringing TVs and all kinds of stuff yeah. all the time. For example, in Mexico, it's a really good country to buy uh, in marketplaces in e-commerce. It, uh, for example, computers, cell phones, and all tech products. Because yes, it's a it's a really good country. I think that the best one maybe to buy these type of products is Mexico. Yeah. And then have it shipped to like your country, or or what do you, or you mean just in general to buy? No, uh, for uh, for Mexican people to buy e-commerce. Oh, uh huh. It's really normal to buy like computers, cell phones, and all these type of products. Uh, by e-commerce. I know, like like Amazon. It's a really good option for uh, technological sellers in U.S., for example, to expand to Mexico. Because maybe in other countries like Brazil, you can have like some restrictions yes. in in prices or in weight, but maybe in Mexico, no. So this is like something really good of knock knock that we have like special teams that we have the, the knowledge and the know how that which type of products and categories are the best ones to expand in which country. Because it's not the same laws you have in Mexico, that in Colombia, that in Brazil. So depending on what are you selling, we perfectly know uh, where we are going to expand you. So how does, so I know like Amazon US, I can, order, I can be in Colombia or somewhere else in South America and I can order from Amazon US and have it one of two things. In some cases, if the seller in the US is marked uh, there's an option in your settings where you allow export of your items. You can restrict that or you can allow it. And if it's one of the countries that Amazon uh, will ship to, then you can actually order from the U.S. and Amazon will actually ship it to that country. And it arrives in some cases in a day or two, some cases a couple weeks. Or you can, a lot of people, what they do is they have a mailbox drop in like Miami and the, it's a forwarder. So they, they order all their stuff and then once a week they box it all up and they, they ship it down uh, I know a lot of expats that, that do that. So why, what, how is your system different? I'm, you said earlier, I'm shipping everything to, to Miami. Then are you then taking it to these individual countries? Or are you keeping it in Miami? And when someone orders it in Colombia or Peru or Ecuador or Uruguay, then you're shipping it from Miami warehouse to them? Or how, how does that process work? We have our warehouse in Miami. And once the, the, the costume makes a, a buy a product, they have to ship it once they are notified to our warehouse in Miami. So for them, they only have to ship it to to US to their own country, and then knock knock, we are going to make the shipping to Mexico or to Colombia or to Brazil. So for a seller in US, they don't have to ship it to Brazil or to Colombia. For them, it's like the same. They only have to give us like the, their FOB price, the amount of money they expect to get by any sale they have. And then uh, they only ship it there in Miami. Uh, so for yes. them, it's like for sellers, it's not like expanding really to LATAM. Uh, it's like selling in their own country. 
Okay, yes, so you're basically you're basically point. acting as the forwarder. So you're what basically make sure I understand if I'm if I'm selling a dog bowl and I I want to sell this dog bowl into Latin America, you're going to say, okay, these are the the out of the, the thirty or however many countries there are in Latin America, you're going to say these are the best ones for dog bowl. I think the dog bowl go. Yeah. You will you will take my listing or my information translate it to Spanish or Portuguese, depending on where it's going, and then, or French in some cases maybe, um, and, and then take 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 that and list it in those different markets. Like you said, there's like 20 of them. You'll list it in as many of those as you can. And then when yeah. someone buys, they're paying to your account because uh, you're set up with these marketplaces. And then your system will then notify me that says, hey, Kevin, we just sold uh, two dog bowls to Colombia and three to Peru. So then I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Sh- package up five of mine and send a, a, a box of five to your warehouse in Miami, or I'm sending individual yeah. ones for each individual order. You can pack it all together and send it once to our warehouse in Miami. Yes, of course. And also, if we identify, for example, some of your products are really good sale and you have like some SKUs that are top selling, we also can make fulfillment in our warehouse so you don't have to ship one by one once you have a sale. So, so once you see that I'm work, once you see yeah. that I've proven that okay, we are seller and we see that some of the products are really good sale, we offer fulfillment, but and we won't charge anything for the sellers. We'll keep your products and we ship one by one, so you seller don't have to ship one by one to us. Exactly. Okay, so if my dog will start in the beginning, I'm going to have to ship one by one or. Yeah. Every day, a, uh, a few of them, depending on the orders. But if you see in that, yeah, hey, yeah. we're selling 100 of these a month in Colombia yeah. and 50 of them a month in Peru, I can ship you like five cases, of, you know, 200 oh, units, and you store it in your in your Miami warehouse. And then when those customers order, you guys are taking care of getting it to them yeah. at the final destination. So how and much? In one or two days, if you, you are notified that you have sales, like five sales in Brazil, two in Colombia, one in Mexico, You'll pack it all together, you'll send it to us. But of course, it's important to, when we start with a seller, uh, we prefer like starting with the typical model, like they ship us one by one or they they put everything in a box and in the day, final of the day, they ship it to us. And once we understand the, 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 their sales, the shippings, the products they have, which of these products are like the best sellers, then yes, it's easier for us to offer a fulfillment because of course that the idea of this is a make it when a product is very good sale and we know that they, they're going to have, I don't know, but we make fulfillment with 30 products of this SKU. So we, we ask for the seller if they can give us 30 products of, I don't know, Alol, for example. We have a lot of... Uh, choice sellers mm-hmm. and maybe like we know some products are really good sell like lols or i don't know a lot of brands you know and maybe when we get sure they're going to they can make like 30 sales in this month we'll make the fulfillment of that product so this gets can get it in the beginning i'm probably not making any money as a seller because my dog bowl is 19.95 on amazon amazon will ship that for me for let's say four bucks fulfillment fee, and they're going to take a fifteen percent commission. So they're going to take seven dollars on my nineteen ninety five. If I am selling this bowl through you guys uh, for nineteen ninety five, and I got to send them one by one, I don't have the economies of scale of Amazon. Even if I'm using Amazon to ship it to you, um, I'm still going to be in 
six to eight dollars probably my cost uh, just to ship it to you and then what kind of fee do you take on the sale what's your commission first of all is not the same like selling to amazon than to us because amazon will charge you a commission that we won't charge that commission you have to amazon i don't remember exactly what amount but i think that selling with amazon maybe is going to be like a 20 percent that you 15%. have to pay amazon for publishing your products so for us you won't have that and um, in the other hand if you have your products with fulfillment with amazon Yes, I think that Amazon charges you like I don't know about three dollars when you when you ship a product for for us, for example. But a lot of sellers has their own uh, warehouse, so they only have to pay a uh, shipping with all the products they sell in a day. And maybe for example, they have you know thirty sales in a day, and they'll pay one shipping with the thirty products. You're mixing a bunch of different products in the same box to get uh, yeah. that cost yeah. that cost down. Of course. And so how, as a seller, how, how fast do I have to ship to you? So if you get an order in Mexico yeah. and in Colombia and it's just two units because I just started, how long do I have to, to get my fulfillment, my 3PL, or to ship that out to you? The idea is uh, to make it like in three days. Or to get of to course, you in three days or to ship it? In no, for us, of course. Okay. You ship it to us uh, in more, more or less in two, three days. And then you will forget about the rest. We'll ship it to Colombia, to Mexico. People in Brazil, in Mexico, they are used to wait like one, two, three weeks for a product. That is a normal time for us. Uh, but for sellers, it's important to ship like quickly, like in three days, because uh, we have like some restrictions of times with marketplaces. So the orders must be like uh, shipped in three days to have like a good rate in, in the stores of the marketplaces. So that is like best for sellers because if you have a better reputation, it's going to be easier for you continue shipping and continue selling well with us. So do of you have, that, when you're getting it from Miami down to these countries, you, if you're getting it there that fast, you're not sending it by boat, you're sending it by air, right? So everything yeah. is, everything is, you, is, do you have your own like, Airplanes? Are you buying space on freighters or extra space on uh, like commercial airlines? Or we have like special agreements with some shipping uh, companies. So yes, depending to which country and which type of products and which times we must uh, uh, ship, it will depend with which co uh, company will make it. But yes, of course, that we have we make like different partnerships with uh, shipping companies. So it's not like, so in Latin America, what you're saying, it's not like here where someone, they order on e-commerce, they expect to have it in a day or two, maybe three no, days no, max. No. In Latin America, no. they're used to like waiting no. a, a week or two weeks. Kind of like if, if here in the U.S. Yeah. we order something from AliExpress or a drop shipper that was running Facebook ads, it says, please allow three to four weeks for shipping because it's coming from China and everybody yeah, gets... Yeah, uh, four gets, weeks, but yes, imagine that you are, for example, I don't know, in Brazil in Amazonas and you're buying something from China so you won't expect to get that product in two days and if you're like buying something from e-commerce in China you're buying it because you really want it and maybe that product you can't uh, buy it in your own country is really difficult for you to access to local markets uh, so you won't uh, mind waiting two weeks maybe to get that product 
of course, we are always improving timings, shippings, but it's difficult because we have sellers. Not all sellers are <laughs> in Miami or, I don't know, next to our warehouse in China, and not all uh, costumes are like, I don't know, in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro. We have Brazil, for example, is really big, and we have people buying products uh, all over Brazil. So it really depends the arriving time, when are you located, of course. How are returns in Latin America? In the U.S., people return stuff for any reason, and it's like crazy. But in Latin America, they're not, the culture is not so used to returning something for any reason. Yes. So are returns a little bit lower? How does, how does that work? How do you handle that? I mean, people is, I think the culture here is like, if, if the product is okay, I will keep it, of course. But of course, I think uh, in some cases there are cancellations and returns. So when that happens, usually Knock Knock uh, takes the product to our warehouse in Brazil. So in that way, the seller just doesn't have to, to pay for the reverse logistic needed to turn uh, the product back to the warehouse in Miami. So in that way, we keep the product in Brazil and we wait until a new sale appears. And in that way, we, we, we ship it from yeah, here. Yeah, we ship it from yeah. here. In some cases, uh, that is, I mean, usually that, that works very fine for us and for the sellers. We also try to, to reduce the cancellation rates a lot with our team, with our team providing the, the, this support for all uh, consumers' inquiries. Uh, but yes, I think the, the culture here uh, is less used to cancel. In, I think in the U.S., if you don't like something or if you don't, is, is, if, not, if it's not what you expected, you will cancel here. I think once you get the product, you, unless it is broken or this doesn't work, you will keep it. And of course, you will communicate with the seller if you, if you don't like something. But I think we are not so used to, okay, I need to return this because we, we know that uh, it's not that we get it immediately immediately in your hands. So we don't want to, to wait for the product to return and we get the money back. We just keep it. If I'm a seller and I come to you and say, I want to expand to Latin America and I've got 50 SKUs, am I yeah. allowed to send all 50? Or are you like, no, Kevin, uh, these 10 here, you know, the quality is not so good. I look at your reviews on Amazon. We're not going to take that or we don't think it's going to work. Or how does that work? Do you actually have to agree to take the SKUs or pretty much anything I want to send you will list? Yeah. Uh, of course, we first, uh, before we, we, we upload a, a template or we make an integration with a seller, we have a team that is specialized in analyzing the catalog of the sellers. Of course, we make it. And right now, we are uh, much, more, much more focused in uploading products uh, with, we know they are going to sell good. It's not like uh, uploading a catalog of thousands of products. We are like studying and choosing like one by one the ones that we know you are going to sell really good. It's faster. We won't make you waste your time. We prefer to say you like, uh, okay, look, you have like 30 products that are excellent. Let's push this, let's boost your sales. We can help you with marketing actions. We can make cashbacks. We have like banners and special places in marketplaces to promote your products. So let's start with this. And of course, then we'll, we'll continue with all your products. But it's better for the sellers that uh, identify those products 
that have like more possibilities here. Because maybe, for example, I don't know, but you sell like, I don't know, we have sellers that sell a lot of categories, only one company. And we know that, for example, the prices of all your toys are really high. If you want to sell in Latin America, you have to make like a 40% of discount, but you only also have like, I don't know, cosmetics. And here you have excellent brands and really good prices because we, first of all, we compare with local prices and local brands. And we'll say once you are starting, like, let's start with this and this and these brands. And if you can make like this price, it's going to be excellent because you are going to be the cheapest in the marketplace. We can help you to less your product. We always make that with sellers. We are like continue like talking every day and we are always looking. They can have good sales. So yes, brands, categories and prices are are really important to have like a good performance. What's what's the, can you give me an example of someone that just crushed it? Someone that worked with you guys and all of a sudden they're selling like a hundred a day or something, or is there an example of someone that's just like, like just making so much money, it's ridiculous. Yes, of course. We have sellers that I can't tell who, but... Of course, yeah. But yes, we have like really important uh, companies in US, for example, that uh, today they are selling like the 30% of, of themselves in US. Their 30%, they are selling LATAM uh, with knock-knock only. And they are excellent. For example, some categories like perfumes, cosmetics or toys, if you have like good prices, good brands, you can make a lot of money here. Yes, of course, because people here uh, look for brands, for new products, unique products. And maybe in US, you are used to buy like, you find every perfumes in Sephora or in, mm-hmm. I don't know, in toys in Mattel, in any place. And here it's really difficult to get some products and to get access for that. So people like buy a lot of e-commerce for some unique brands and they don't have problem to pay much more for them if they really want them. What about the packaging? Do I need to change everything to Spanish and Portuguese no, or do no, I, I can leave everything no. in English? We will make sure that the product description, the product titles, everything in the marketplace is listed okay and you don't need to change everything or, or translate anything. I mean, or... We will send the, the product just as you have it, yeah. and then we will make sure that yes, that um, the consumer understands everything, and we can also translate the, the the packaging and put it in the description so people understand what are they getting. We well, never what about like instructions, instructions and stuff like that? You don't need to. I don't need no, to put my. No. Here we are really used to buy products with instructions and descriptions in English. Yes, of course, like Ceci already mentioned, in the marketplaces, we'll translate everything to local local languages. But yes, the packaging, we don't have problem. And here also, maybe you go to the supermarket or to, a, I don't know, to the shopping to buy something and the instructions are in English and yes. we are used uh, to that. Okay. What? So what kind of fees do you guys take? How, how does the process work? I, do I set a wholesale price to you and then you mark it up whatever you think you can get? Or is it a flat c- percentage off of every sale? Because the marketplace, if if you sell my dog bowl in Mercado Libre, Mercado Libre is taking a fee. And then you have yeah. you have the cost of fulfilling it or someone does ha- have the cost of, of fulfilling it. 
is you're doing like kind of an FBM model with, uh, with Mercado Libre because you're shipping it from your warehouse. Um, yes. So how, how does that whole, how does that process work? What am I looking at as far as like fees or costs that I need to, to bake in? The seller has to say us like, okay, this is my, these are my products. This is the FOB price, that the amount of money I need to get by any sale. And this is my stock of each product. That is the only information sellers have uh, to give us. Then to the FOB price, of course, that we have to mark up some costs like the last mile shipping, costumes, marketplaces commission. Like, for example, it's not the same commission if you are selling in Amazon or in Mercado Libre or in Carrefour or in Walmart. Uh, but yes, we have to mark up that. And of course, that in some products, if there is a space, we'll make like an extra markup for knock-knock because we invest a lot, for example, in marketing actions. We push your products in different spaces in marketplaces. We put discounts that we can help you with the discounts. So there is like a little commission, a percent that knock-knock will add to your products. But everything is going to be paid by the final customer, not for the seller. The seller for them is like the same because they only have to give us like the, the FOB price. And in that price, we are going to mark up the, the costs. So for them, it's like the same if we add or we don't add any 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 price for knock knock. Uh, but of course, we won't mark up this commission in all products because what we are looking for is sellers can sell. And if you are like very just in your final price, We'll probably won't add anything. And if there is another product, we see a, a fit that we can mark up something, maybe we'll make it. So it depends in some categories, it's easier for us. In some ones, maybe we won't add anything. It depends. So in my case, like a, like back to this dog bowl example, if I have a dog bowl that I sell in the US for $20 on Amazon, my costs, my landing cost on that, let's say is, is $3 from the factory. And I got to put my market on. So I tell you, my FOB price is let's say six dollars. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna double it. So I'm gonna make three dollars profit off of each one you sell. My six dollars is FOB price, and then I got to pay to ship it to you. So if yeah. I'm not shipping a lot of them to you, maybe in the beginning I'm not be able to ship a bunch to you. I'm having to ship one at a time. Maybe it's costing me six or seven dollars for each one yeah. of those to get shipped. So I'm it's costing me thirteen dollars for this item, and then. Yeah. But my FOB price to you was six, so I'm losing money on every single one of them. Or I tell you my F, the FOB price is fourteen dollars, so I can make yes, a dollar on. And then you're selling this. You have to put your margin, and you're spending like you said. You're doing all the promotions, so you're selling this this dog bowl in Latin America for forty dollars, the equivalent of forty dollars yeah. or something like double. It, does that work? Does that model work? Yes. Is normal. We are used to pay the double that you pay there. Yes, if you if you bring products by ourselves, importing uh, individually, we'll pay sometimes double the, or triple because we as consumers also have to pay uh, fees to to get a product in uh, in our hands from customs, the shipping. So for us, uh, using platforms like Nognog is better because for us, final consumer will be cheaper than if we bring the product by ourselves using. Another service, or using a career, or whatever. You're saying it's better for me if if I'm in, in Uruguay and I want to order something, and I see it on Amazon US. I could order it on Amazon US and probably have it shipped to me. 
but I'm going to pay more than if I see that same product in Knock Knock because you're doing economies of scale. And so people for their, therefore want to go to Knock Knock to actually, and they know they trust you guys and all that kind of stuff. That's what you're saying. The advantage is. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. So how many different SKUs does Knock Knock have right now across Latin America? Is it thousands, tens of thousands? thousands. Yes, of <laughs> course. Yes. We have hundreds and hundreds of sellers. So imagine the amount of SKUs we have. So how, yes, how, how does the seller get paid? So if I sell, is it once a month you send a report and a payment? Is it every two yeah. weeks? How, how do, is it we get paid when you get paid? Uh, how does that work? No, um, when the order uh, arrives in the country, the sellers has like an account in our sales center and they have there like a balance and they can see all the orders in which statues are the orders and they can see like the payments and we'll pay, we'll pay twice a month, every 1st and every 15th, we'll pay the sellers in dollars, uh, all the orders, they already, uh, they already been, been arrived. You keep, uh, so you're basically, you're getting, you're the conduit, but you're getting everything on consignment. So you guys don't have to go out and buy a whole bunch of, Knock Knock doesn't have to buy the inventory, uh, you, you just provide the means to actually get it there. Uh, so, yeah. so you're able to expand with less cash flow instead of being a, a market, a Walmart or something where you're actually having to buy all this stuff. You're just buying what basically sells and then marketing it up and making yeah. your businesses and the logistics of getting it there. So do you have big brands doing this? Are they're like well-known, you know, like uh, you don't have to name the brands, but like the Nikes and Adidas and the, the, the Chanel perfumes, or is it mostly private label people that are working with you that are doing their own stuff? Yes, we have a lot. We have like really good known brands, of course, and we only also have like brands that maybe they are only selling in US and in Latin they are new, and we help them expanding. But of course, that there we have like to make a brand awareness. It is not the same to start selling a perfume of a really known brand. Maybe in, in two days will make you start selling. But if it's a new brand in these countries, we have to make like a job first. Yes, of we all. have to push sales yes. by doing marketing efforts, by exactly. doing competitive uh, price analysis. And we do that because we are committed to helping sellers yeah. expanding Latin America. So yes, if there is a seller that only all, all their, their, their lives uh, sold products in US and um, their target are U.S. customers, and they never uh, sold their personals in America, so the brand is new. We will help them uh, make a, an impact in the marketplaces to with localized marketing activities and campaigns so that uh, consumers in Latin America uh, start uh, looking at their products and start buying for them, and we have uh, got impressive results doing yeah. that. Yes, a lot yeah. of brands that were new and yeah, started to to get uh, sales. So are you, are you spending all the, the money on the advertise? Uh, so the, off of your side is all any kind of advertising and promotional stuff, right? So I'm not sharing in that cost. If you're going to run some sort of PPC or ads, that's comes out of your, your commission or your piece of, of the price, right? Yes. We have a, a, a our own budget to promote uh, products. So we also sometimes work with sellers and, Tell them, okay, we, we have this idea, we want to promote this product in this campaign. So it's not just us spending money in, in promoting products. So it's sometimes we work together to determine the best efforts. 
uh, or we do like uh, actions together. We uh, give a, a cashback and the, we ask the seller to also make a discount okay. on their end. So, okay. yes. Or also, for example, we have blogs and we can publish new products there or we can make like campaigns with influ local influencers. Yes. So we are like really experts in helping new brands also expanding to Latam. Which, uh, which countries are the best in Latin America? What, if you had to name, these are the five best countries. What, where, where, what, which would those be? Brazil, I think, is on the top, top three for sure. Yeah, but maybe it depends on the category, yes. you know, because it's not the same uh, selling computers in Brazil. You can't. And in Mexico and Colombia are the best countries for this. But otherwise, if you're selling cosmetics, Brazil is the best country. Uh, but yes, I think that the top three, let's say, uh, right now are like Mexico, Brazil, and Colombia. But of course, it will depend the marketplace, your products, and your price. Because, for example, in Brazil, if you have, if your products are more than, I don't know, 50 FOB price, maybe you can't sell there and you have to go to Mexico. So, uh, where is the best? It, it will depends in your brands and your products. Also, maybe in Mexico, there are some brands you can't sell, so you must be in Brazil. Yeah. So it's like, once you start, we'll study your products and we're going to say you where are the best local markets for you. So what type of products don't really work? Like you said, expensive product, if it's more than $50 yeah. FOB, it's probably going to be difficult. Yeah, in Brazil, in Mexico, you can sell, I don't know, computers of $500. Okay. But in Brazil, yeah. it's hard to sell a $500 computer by e-commerce. Yeah. But for example, difficult categories, I don't know, but maybe if you have like... Um, There's a, there are some products that have restrictions. So yeah. For example, to put you an example, in Mexico, you can't sell uh, human-shaped dolls for kids, but you can sell them as uh, action figures or collectibles. So. There are certain products that uh, you have to study the law and regulations. Uh, or, for example, in Brazil, you can sell, I don't know, uh, a product that weighs more than three kilos, but in other countries, you can. Yeah. So I think, I, I mean, there are lists of uh, products that you can import, but of course, it, it also depends on the weight, on the size, on, on other aspects that you need to, to understand <laughs> how they the law work and how custom will revise your product. So you guys handle all that, right? All the customs and duties and tariffs and yes. everything. You, you guys handle, handle all that stuff. So as a seller, I don't have to worry about anything. Yes. As a seller, you only have to give us your ACs, your SQ, SQIs, and we will study everything and tell you, okay, these products uh, are a great fit for these markets. And that the, those those other products you can sell them so maybe you need to I don't know it's instead of uh, selling in this way you can sell it that way or maybe you have to wait until a new law appears and you can sell them so we will of course uh, give you advice professional advice on everything and determine which products are the best for the market. How many different actual countries are is knock knock in? How many actual is it seventeen? Is it twenty? Is it ten? How many different countries uh, are you? you actually active in? Uh, we are in six countries. Yes. Oh, six. Right now we are in six countries. Uh, of course, always thinking of expanding to new yeah. ones. So this year we hope to be in four more, but it's something we are not yet, but we are working on that. 
Which, uh, which six are the, which six are those? Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, Colombia, Peru, and also we want to expand to Chile. Okay. I'm surprised you're not in Chile already. That was, I would think that would be a, a pretty good market. Yes, yes, we know. <laughs> any, any plans to do any more of Central America, like Costa Rica or Panama or anything like that? Or is that not really on the radar right yeah. now? We are looking to expand month by month. We are growing a lot. So we are always looking for new markets, new categories, new countries to expand, and also new new countries and new continents to bring products from. So yes, we are always looking for, for new markets. And this type of business, you may know that they are, we are growing day by day and every day are different things new to, to understand. We are learning every day new things. So this this game is like changing every day. But yeah. this is like the the happy thing of working here. Yes. When, when did Knock Knock uh, begin? 200, uh, 2018 was the company founded. And yes, since then we have been growing a lot and expanding in new markets. Uh, so yes, it was founded in 2018. Yeah. So were the, the founders, uh, were they e-commerce people or were they uh, logistics people or just had a good idea and decided to do this? We have like three uh, founders. One of them uh, is like in IT. 19, yeah, 19 years old? IT. Yeah. Okay. The other one and the other two are like more like, Com uh, yes, com commercial. Yes. One is like the CEO, another that is in charge of expanding and looking for new markets. And the other one is like uh, also commercial, but more in focus in new channels, new sellers, seeing like what is happening day by day here. And what if I'm uh, selling, I'm, I'm a European, I'm listening to this and I'm, I'm based in Europe. I don't sell in the U.S., do I still have to ship all my stuff to your warehouse in Miami or how, how does that work? If I'm, I'm listening yeah. to this and I'm only selling in the UK and Germany right now, but this sounds interesting to me and I'd like to try it. How, how would I do that? Probably you will have to wait if you won't have to ship to Miami because Europe is maybe our next step. So we are going forward it, but not right now. Yes. Right now we only have uh, warehouses in China and in the U S so in China, so explain that China. So you have a warehouse in China. So if I'm manufacturing yeah, in China, have I can I can send my stuff to your Chinese warehouse, and then yeah. you'll take it from China all the way to Latin America. Yes, we expand products from US and from China to all Latin. Okay, so if I'm if my dog bowls start selling, uh, I can and I'm ordering uh, five thousand dog bowls. I could have five hundred of those shipped to your China uh, factory in China for you guys to to get all the way over and I'd ship the other 4,500 to me here in the U.S. and I don't have to mess yes. with shipping anything to Miami. You guys will take it from there. Yes, we can do that. Yes. Okay. That's good. Okay. <laughs> what else do I need to know about uh, expanding to Latin America? What are, what, what, anything else that, uh, I should know or about? Uh, there, there are a lot of things. <laughs> you must try it. I think yes. that, uh, trying it and contacting us, for us, it's going to be a pleasure, like see your products, your brand, analyze you and help you to expand very quickly here. Uh, but yes. Yes, creating a, an account uh, 
it's with free. knock knock is free so you can try it and if you are not happy with the results if you don't think it will work with your brand you you can simply ask us to remove you <laughs> to remove your account but as as Belen said I think it's important to try because some sellers maybe are afraid to enter a new market or afraid about how it works and then it, they get really surprised by all the sales they get so I think it's a matter of try and see how it works I think a lot of sellers have the opportunity to expand to Latin America with us and To, to, to be present in more than 15 marketplaces and have their products featuring in those marketplaces to get the brand known by Latin American people. It's, yeah, so they have to try us. <laughs> how, do, how would they do that? If they want to try it, where would they go? To knockknock.com? Yes. Or uh, what, what, where, how we would... have a website that is knockknockstore.com. And if they go there, they will have an option to, to get started, to sign up. And as soon as they sign up, we will receive the registration. Uh, we will, uh, of course, um, contact them in under uh, 48 hours. In most cases, it's immediately. But in China, for example, we, with, the, with the time difference, it's in less than 48 hours. And as soon as we revise their products and we see a potential, we will create them an account. And they, as soon as they upload their products in our platform, they will get uh, published in our marketplaces. So as I said before, they have to do, go to our website, which is knockknockstore.com and sign knock, up knock, there. Knock, and knock. Will... It's N-O-C, N-O-C, and what's the last part? N-O-C, N-O-C, store.com. Oh, store, store, S-T-O-R-E. Yes, okay. store, yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, this has been great. I really appreciate uh, uh, you coming on, Berlin and uh, Cecilia. And this is this has been awesome. Uh, some good information, and uh, it's got me excited to uh, give it a try. <laughs> yes, it was great to speak to you. Yes. And thank you very much. Yes, thank you for very much. Time. Yes, <laughs> for inviting us here. It was a pleasure and really, really nice to talk with you. So yes, for any seller that is listening for us. Don't hesitate in contacting us and it would be a pleasure to help you. Awesome. Thanks again, ladies. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye-bye. As you can see, Latin America is a huge market that's eager to buy quality products from sellers like yourself and myself. And they're willing to pay a premium price and they're willing to wait for it. Surprisingly, it's a great, great opportunity to test the waters out. So if you're interested, be sure to go to knockknockstore.com and get more information and see if this might be right for you. You never know. may uh, add some uh, serious dollars to your bottom line. And it sounds like it's uh, pretty easy to, to try it out. We'll be back again next week with another great episode of the AMPM podcast. In the meantime, leaving you with some words of wisdom. You know, you only need to be a little bit better than the competition to secure all the reward. You only need to be a little bit better than the competition to secure all of the reward. See you again next week.